0: Hey there and happy Friday. Welcome to another happy hour edition of the Stripe Show podcast. We've got a guest in the house who is demanding my attention right now. If you're watching this video, you can see it's my cat, Taco. He is um, the star of the show this morning and today, that is for sure. In case you didn't notice, look at that mean mug. What's up with you? Um, In case you didn't notice, I'm downstairs today um, and I actually do have a downstairs. I have other parts of my house that are not um, my golf room. And I will tell you that for some reason, the Wi-Fi extender that I have that goes up into my golf room decided that it wanted to malfunction and not work at all yesterday. So I've been spending a lot of time down here um, doing some work and trying to get things done um, from, you know, downstairs, which just is I'm not a big downstairs person. I like my space. So big change of scenery today. We've got some, some very interesting modern wall art, some some wall pillows. And if you're listening to the audio version, I I wish that you could you could see what we're going uh, going with here. But anyway, it's Friday. It's April 23rd. We've got a lot to talk about this week, so I'm just going to get right to it. Uh, thanks for joining us here on the Happy Hour Express, trying to bring you everything you need to know in the game of golf in about 10 minutes. So let's get started. Um, we've got the Zurich Classic at TPC Louisiana this week. Um, we have a really, really awesome story about how uh, Bubba Watson and Scotty Scheffler were paired up together. And this is a really awesome story. And I think if you haven't seen it on Twitter yet, I'm going to tell you all about it right now. So Scotty Scheffler, Bubba Watson, how did they get to be on the same team? They were asked this on Thursday after the round, they played pretty well. Um, And this is the quote right here from Scotty Scheffler. Bubba asked like eight or nine guys and they all said no. And he waited for me. Then I waited about four or five days, texted a few guys, no one responded. So I said, yes, Watson agreed. That's pretty much it. And we think, we think he's joking. Um, but it was kind of unclear the way that it, uh, the way that it was worded and the way that it went about. So it was pretty funny. The clip, that was posted to social by the PGA tour saying a match made in heaven. Um, So that's an awesome pairing. I love both of their games. And one of the pairings and and teams that I want to talk about is Cameron champ and Tony Finau, because they both played really well on Thursday, um, shot nine under in the four ball format, which we're going to get to the wording of the four ball here in a second. Um, and I don't know why I don't feel like Finau and champ really, their team got the hype heading into, um, this week. I didn't see much buzz about their team at all. I love this team, the distance off the tee and not to mention the control that especially Cameron champ has when he can turn it on off the tee. Um, I think that's an exciting group there and definitely keep an eye out for that team um, come this weekend. Let's get to the terminology of four ball versus best ball or better ball and then foursomes or alternate shots. So think about the word four ball, right? If you look at, they play the US US amateur four ball, the US women's four ball, the US men's four ball, like they play all these different four ball formats. Well, what it really means is that um, there's four balls in play. You've got a team of two over here and a team of two over here. There are four balls in play. Everybody plays their entire hole, and then you pick the best ball or the better ball from each group and two, one score counts per team. Um, The term four ball makes no sense to me. Um, And I kind of got into it on Twitter. That was kind of what Twitter was having a meltdown about on Thursday in case you didn't see. Um, A lot of the arguments were that, you know, a lot of recreational golfers and charity scramble golfers will call scramble a best ball. Now, I see that and I could see how that is a possibility. It's just wrong. Um, and I because I I and I get it because it's scramble. You hit your drive, hit the best ball, hit your approach shot, hit the best ball. Um, but just coming from somebody in the game and like you probably are, you just know that that's incorrect. So a lot of people were saying that four ball should be converted to better ball. Um, and I, I could get on board with that. What I can't get on board with is alternate shot being called foursomes when it's alternate shot between two people and two people so these people are alternating and these people are alternating foursomes makes no sense to me um because it's really only two scores same with four ball i don't know the whole thing doesn't make sense to me and i think it's something that um that the rules committee needs to take a look at if you're bored sometime like let's maybe take a look at some terminology in golf like let's take a look at all square versus tied. don't you think we're making it a little bit more difficult uh than we need to be so i'll get off my soapbox there but another thing we need to talk about this week is the player impact program the pga tour announced that they have What's basically a popularity contest, and if you've read any of the articles, you're, you're totally going to see what I mean, um, but it's called the Player Impact Program, and it's going to identify the 10 biggest needle movers in the sport, quote unquote, regardless of how they play, and it's going to be divvied up. Out of a forty million dollar bonus pool, and the player who brings in the most added value, based on some some um, you know metrics and some qualifications, are going to make an extra eight million dollars this year. So here are the five metrics that the player impact program is based upon. We've got um, popularity in Google search. Nielsen brand exposure rating, which is how much they're featured on TV, a player's Q rating, which is like appeal, Um, an MVP index rating, which is engagement on social media and digital channels, and a player's meltwater mentions, which is frequency that he generates coverage across media platforms, social media, golf media, um, TV media. So basically, it's, it's a popularity contest. And I work in social media, right? This is this should be exciting for me to see. And for some reason it's not, because all I can think about when I see the term $40 million is the amount of developmental tours that are out there, the amount of um, Monday qualifying sites that are out there that you know, people who are very good and probably could make it on the PGA tour um, are struggling on the Corn Ferry tour, are struggling on even tours lesser than that. And I'm just thinking about the the eight people who are going to get this 40 million dollar bonus divvied up um, are probably doing pretty okay. Um, and I understand that something needed to be happen in order, or something needed to happen in order to counteract the the Premier Golf League. I just don't know if a a contest for Instagram likes is the answer to that. Um, again, that's coming from somebody who works in social media, like. I get it. And I think I should be excited about it. I'm, I'm just not as excited as I, as I want to be. I think it's, I just think we all need to stop pretending that Tiger's not going to get it every year for the next, what, five, 10, 20 years, who knows? Um, And not to say that he doesn't deserve that for bringing more awareness to the sport, but does he need that? Um, So I don't know. I think, I would rather you know take that forty million dollars and and give it to give it to people who really need it in the sport and and stuff like that so get off my soapbox there. I, I tend to like get on my soapbox and then get off. So whatever, um, big news out of the USGA, the U S opens are going to have fans this year, which is super exciting because as we know, the U S opens were contested without fans last year due to COVID-19. Um, but there definitely are some stipulations. So the U S open, as we know, is at Tory Pines this year, the U S women's open is at the Olympic club. Um, and you can go, obviously, uh, depending on if you get a ticket, which they're gonna have to be resold um, and rebought. but both major championships will have a limited number of fans, not full number of fans. Um, and then, You will either have to show proof of vaccination or return a negative COVID-19 test before arrival. It depends on if you're going to California, live in California, live out of state. There's a bunch of different terms there, but, um, it's going to be super awesome to see fans back at the U S open. We know that, uh, especially us on, on social media, we love the carnage of the U S open. And I'm super excited to see Tori pines. It's, it's one of my favorite tournaments to watch on TV. So it's definitely going to be added value seeing it with fans. So I'm super excited about that. Um, Last thing we're going to get to here is Michelle. We, uh, launched an LPGA hoodie and it's called hashtag hoodie for golf. And it is a tie dye hoodie, regular tie dye hoodie. And it's got the LPGA logo, like a silhouette logo. And it says, um, LPGA and then established in the year it was established down the side. It's awesome. My mom got me one for my birthday next week. I'm so excited to get it. I'm a big hoodie gal since I work from home. I wear them all the time. Um, what I, am not okay with is the fact that club pro guy decided to make a basically a mockery of it um, by using the term dancers when he really was talking about strippers um, saying that buy this hoodie and he made some you know graphic photoshopped image buy this hoodie of um, to support our dancers who've been struggling during the pandemic now I have never thought he's funny Um, I think I'm not somebody who thinks that everything that's stupid has to be funny. And I know that there are a lot of people out there like that. I also don't think the office is funny because I think it's like so stupid humor that I can't, I'm just like, I I don't know. I just don't think it's funny. Probably going to get roasted for that, but I've never thought he was funny. And um, that really, to me, crosses the line. Michelle, we created this hoodie and this fundraiser to raise, raise money to get black girls and women involved in golf. And you are going to counteract that and basically make a mockery and a joke out of it. um, by talking about strippers, it's just, it's very tone deaf. It's very, um, inappropriate in my opinion. And, I just don't see it to be necessary. I don't think it's funny. You would be appalled at the amount of people who were defending him in my, in my comments and my DMS and, and on, even on Instagram, people messaging me about it. Um, I think that we need to look at if we're really trying to grow the game and then you're going to support something like that, that makes a mockery of a fundraiser that's getting black girls and women into golf. Maybe you need to take a look in the mirror and see, you know, what you're really trying to do here. Are you really trying to go to grow the game? Or are you trying to make a laugh out of everything that's possible? Because I have news for you. Not everything needs to be made into a joke. And that's something that people on Twitter and in positions like mine definitely have to learn. You don't have to tweet about everything. You don't have to make a joke about everything. And this was a situation that I definitely think crossed a line. Um, it really did kind of fire me up this week. And I, I love what Michelle Lee is doing. I can't wait to, to support buddy. And um, I just think it crossed the line. So I, again, I could go on and on, but we'll go ahead and move on to our very last topic. <clears throat> Brooks Kepka, <clears throat> excuse me, versus El Presidente, Dave Portnoy of Barstool. They got into a little tiff on Thursday night on Twitter, a little keyboard warrior action. Brooks is just trying to up that player impact program status, baby. <clears throat> and um, <clears throat> Brooks was saying that he could beat Dave Portnoy left-handed. Now, Brooks is a very good right-handed golfer, and we know that he's a very good left-handed golfer. I don't know if you guys remember in quarantine when he was sending um, when he was sending videos out of him swinging left-handed when Justin Thomas and Ricky Fowler were doing it. Um, They're going to play a match for $250,000 to their respective charities based on whoever wins. If this is not live streamed somewhere, um, I'm going to be very upset because I would love to see the interaction between Brooks Kepka and Dave Portnoy. Just mic them up. We don't need any announcers. Just mic them up and let them go. Um, I'd really love to see this. And it was definitely the hot topic on Thursday um, on Twitter and on on social media. So it'll be super exciting to see Brooks play left-handed. Like, can you imagine? That's going to be so interesting to watch. but anyway, that's pretty much all that we have here for um, here for Happy Hour Express. We got you right under 15 minutes. I promised I was going to keep it short, just trying to keep you updated on everything that happened in the game of golf this week in a short and fast way that you can uh, just kind of soak it all in and then move on to the next thing. So I'm actually headed to a bachelorette party, um, my first one ever. I'm so excited. So in, in case you're wondering what I'm up to this weekend, I know you were. Um, I just thought I would tell you. Um, so. So feel free to have a great weekend yourself. Have a safe weekend, a happy weekend, a healthy weekend. I hope everybody's doing great out there. If you had fun with me today and you're having fun with me on Fridays, be sure to like, subscribe, comment, leave, review. Do all the good stuff, um, and then we have some really exciting announcements about the Stripe Show podcast coming next week. We're going to be doing some big things with Travis, um, m- moving up in the game, and you guys are going to be really excited to hear what we have to say. So thanks again for joining us. Again, have a safe and healthy and happy weekend. Cheers, and make it a great day.
1: Let's take a second to talk about the guys and girls over at Encore Golf. Encore has earned a reputation of having the most cutting-edge technology in their golf balls. That the industry has seen in quite some time. Their team in Buffalo, New York, is changing the script of golf technology through the perimeter weighted designs, use of high density particles, and even a nano transitional layer in their latest creation, which offers players enhanced accuracy and control for every shot on the course and extreme velocity off the tee. They already have their award winning Elixir and Avant 55 golf balls, but the new Vero. X1 is the highest performance ball to date with their full suit of golf balls. They are transforming the game for players of all skill levels. Visit EncoreGolf.com slash Travis Fulton for more details about their products that are revolutionizing the game. Now back to the Stripe Show podcast.